I don't see anyone else here to record. You want to try doing the intro? How does the intro go again? Wait, Welcome to the flip side. I think I have it up. Bored with the current narrative? Are you ready for something new? Something black? I'm your host, Bethany. And I'm Alicia. And this is The Flip Side, home of the different, the audio show where we have conversations from an alternate perspective. Continues to stand by black people too. And, right, and Ben and Jerry's has the most delicious lactose free flavor <laughs> in all of the land. And so, my black lactose intolerant ass <laughs> is very pleased with Ben and Jerry's. Be, oh, yes, mm, they care about black people. I'll just take the caramel, almond, brittle, non dairy, frozen delights. Okay, you know what that Thank makes me. You know what that makes me think about real quick. Just like brand loyalty in general. Oh yeah. My bra. <laughs> my bra. What am I going to do about my bra? <gasps> Look with this special eyes. My bra. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, I was literally just today scrolling aimlessly on Facebook and saw a clip of like T.I. and Tiny's show where T.I. was talking to his kids. Yeah, it's not bad. My grandmother makes me watch it with her. I used to like that show. T.I. was having a conversation with his wife and then his kids, his three sons, pulled up and they were giving a presentation because they wanted their parents to help fund their like clothing some yeah store their venture like they had an idea right and so they come and they're talking about what types of merchandise that they would sell in the store and they pull up on some gucci bags or whatever and ti is just like now as a black person I actually wouldn't co-sign Gucci, and I would never sell no Gucci, and I think that you should rethink about some of the things that you were lining yourself with the... Expeditiously. Right. You expeditiously, (laughs) aloofly, eloquently. (laughs) Do you have the ramifications ready for the altercations? No. (laughs) You sound like a pastor. Nah, T.I. deadass talks like he went to a whole four-year university and got a PhD, and wants you to know... I went to a four-year university, got a PhD. Please don't fuck with my knowledge. Oh my god, see, I was just like, I be rapping about drugs, but I'm actually very well. Nigga, I went to Howard. That's like <laughs> erudite, bitch. <laughs> um. So wait, okay, we can we can hop back into that conversation, but let's do some introducing. We have a guest in the. Yes, I'm sure you've noticed a third a third voice. <laughs> Hi, boo. Hi. Hey, 
Welcome, Paris. Thank you, thank you. We are very pleased to have you here. You are, um, Paris has been a long-time friend of mine. We met in our... Oh. <laughs> Alicia, did you get any credits today? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, back in the day, we had, like, the worst manager. Bruh. Man. And for the purposes of her privacy, we should call her... Jesus gotten by our particular brand of Lane Bryant. Yes, we were favorite people to make. So, and she hated having us together on shifts because Alicia and I was just like, we wouldn't get our shit done, but we'd also fuck around because it's retail. You need to fuck around. Yeah, because literally you will lose your sanity and die. Oh so, um, Alicia and I met then, and then, of course, I came to hang out with her and met her wonderful sister. And, like, these two are like my extended family, so are my sisters for all intents and purposes. Like, if their parents had an extra room, I would just move in here, like, hi, hey. adopted daughter. Like, um, what up? what up, though? But yeah, we've been friends for I think almost seven years now, guys. Yeah, or maybe eight. Yes. yes. So yeah. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, time flies. And you're having fun. Bruh, 2012, what a year. Oh my god. 2012. Alicia, yo, Alicia and I's friendship goes back to 2012. Alicia helped me shoot shit for ad school. Remember? Bruh. Oh god, I was not a good photographer at first. Not too long ago. No. This year was the reminder for when we were all at the J Lounge. My birthday, yeah. That was a fun time too. A That's when I was straight. No, I think she had just gotten this the thing. Yeah, but you were still fat. You, you know were still I mean? chunky. Literally post-op. Yeah. Nice. Wow. The things you do for friends on their birthdays. Yo. Yo I couldn't what? eat a lot. Yeah. I was like depressed. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to celebrate my birthday that year either, but at the time when I was straight, my ex-boyfriend was like, we should do something. I was just like, uh... Right, right. Let's do it. Back when I was a straight. Like I, so like, it wasn't. Uh, no, I was dark. I, I have had some boyfriends. None of them. I have had some boyfriends. I was gonna say none of them have been horrible, but I was like, don't lie. Um, and yeah, I used to just date cis men, and now I don't. And my life has gotten you know better in certain departments and then like also queer people got their fuckery too that makes you want to slap the shit out of them sometimes oh but you don't because violence is apparently not the answer apparently violence apparently is not the answer the thing that I feel is that this love shit is some shit it's a motherfucker as like, Nola Darling really says and I think yeah. that part of that is literally just because in order to be in any type of relationship that is yeah. Right? So whatever you want to, whatever label you try to put on that, any relationship that has amorousness to it at all requires a giving of yourself. Mm. And that shit takes that energy. Bruh, it's like and so yes. raw and emotional, and I don't like being raw and emotional, but then I also like being emotional because Pisces move have you out here I mean, fucked up. So, yeah, relationships... While great, when they're like, when you're in the midst of it, you're like, oh, I'm so happy you're in my life. It's also just like, I just exposed so much of myself to you. 
uh, I will deny everything in a court of law. Like if they say, <laughs> do you say, did you remember you said, oh, I loved you this night? No, what the fuck? What's love? Seriously. That's real. Because, like, I got so many. Yo, because I need to have a real cry. Like, you know how sometimes the wind like, afternoon yeah. comes on you and you just like, oh shit, this kid's coming on my eyes. Like, and I got this commercial. And then you do that really fake cute cry, like, oh god, it's right. so. No, but no, you need I that need ugly. My, right, I need to go in my room and turn on some like old school 90s R. Anita Baker type shit. Like, yes, and just be like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Lately, same. Yeah. It's like months and years and days and weeks and hours of you just saying like, no, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna shed a motherfucking tear. Word to Mary J. Blige. And then you just in your room and just be like, like for me, what happens lately is a Janelle Monae song will come on that reminds me of like events that took place last summer. I'm just like. And the tears. Okay, okay, fine. And we're not going to berate ourselves for crying. You know why? Because you're fucking human. Fucking cry it out. And then after you cry, go eat some ice cream. Or go watch some TV. Have some Ben and Jerry's. Have some Ben and fucking Jerry's. I'm going to now eat more Ben and Jerry's because you've been trying to get me on this way, friend. I'm like, but haagen is so... And I'm like, you know what? haagen is so... It's so good. It makes my tummy hurt, but I'd be like, it's worth it. Yo, Ben and Jerry's always been good. It's just, this is the most milky be, tasting. Uh, made with lactate. We're so good. No, it's made with almond milk. I mean, sorry. Ooh. No. So good. I'm gonna give Ben and Jerry's a try. It was probably on sale at CVS too. So like, I live for a fucking sale. Have you tried the CVS on Hillside by Springfield? Because I know they have Ben and Jerry's. Maybe. And I know... I would hope that they had lactose-free flavor. That I don't know for sure. Well... Also, Amazon probably got it, but... Are you are you on some Amazon Fresh shit? Yo, okay, so when I used to live in Brooklyn, a bitch was boo-oo-g-e. Like, I would have my laundry washed every two weeks taken out and delivered and all this other shit i i was living my best life listen listen brooklyn is like you because like we're all from queens and we like we love queens hometown loyalty Ah, ah, ah. but it's like when you go to brooklyn you just feel like i'm a bad bitch like i i deserve all this shit fuck these white hipsters A little bit, yeah. Like the fact that, like, it does piss me off that I can't get clean meat in Queens. Really, it does piss me off that, like, if I want an expensive, and I mean, these are exceptionally first world problems. Yeah, but we're allowed to bitch about them. But oh yeah, this is New York. What delivers and what doesn't? 
Because like, why, why we're mad. Why why what is here? here? Everything is here. Why the fuck? So I why can't... won't you guys deliver my phone? People just started delivering like actual like fucking why like from fast food shit now. to Queens. Just yo, so that's what I was getting to in Brooklyn. I used to get Prime now like every other day. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot this ingredient for the meal I want to make. And like, I have a Prime account. Shout out to my mom. And Prime like, now. Prime now. but Prime now we don't have that in Queens. And I'm like, that's bullshit I didn't know because. That Two they hours. have Amazon Fresh, but I've never heard of Prime. Now. Two hours to Two get hours. snacks. I've gotten cold medicine. I've what? gotten, I got an ingredients well, to make a it's, birthday it's, cake. It's, 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 I wish the bodegas delivered. Yeah. A little bit more expensive sometimes. Guys, I think you've heard me say in this podcast, why doesn't the deli deliver? The delis in Brooklyn deliver? No. Brooklyn, please weigh in on this. I am outraged right now. <laughs> do your delis deliver. Do your delis still do your delis deliver. But wait, I got a sandwich delivered from a deli in Queens once. Our delis. It, I did have that happen, but I was in a fancy hotel. No, I was at my house. You a bum ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. And I don't know why you're here in Get out of my house. Leave now. <laughs> But nah, there's like this one because I was like, I want a sandwich, but I don't want to get dressed and go outside to Yo, get the sandwich. Why would I ever want to get dressed and go outside? And they were like, oh, ten dollar minimum. I was like, ten dollar. Okay, so I'm gonna get the sandwich. I'm gonna get some chips. I'm gonna get a soda, and I'm gonna get a muffin for tomorrow morning. And then I start to add more tips to get to ten dollars. All right, bitch, tell me about Prime now, and I will tell you about the secret Walgreens Illuminati. <laughs> Prime now is a magical. Ma- it's like Bethany said. It's like yo, Delhi's delivering and shit, and it's uh, I dead miss living in Brooklyn for like that and for getting my laundry delivered and clean. And maybe living close to Prospect Park. How the fuck you gonna mute me, bitch? Hashtag mute Bethany. Without going into too many very personal details. I need some specialty medication, right? So, the original place I got the specialty medication from that diagnosed me with a specialty medication, they sent it to Walgreens. And Walgreens called me, the pharmacy that I asked for it to be sent to, and was just like, oh, okay, so your medicine, simple medicine, that's not what it's called, because you play Bayonetta, you just started dying in your home. (laughs) (laughs) The the, uh, magical medicine... uh, we don't, it's not authorized to just be carried in just any old Walgreens. So, a Walgreens in like Midtown is gonna call you within three days. So, just wait for their call. And then she gave me this like number and she didn't tell me anything else. And so, I wait like a week and no one called me. So, I called this number and like after like five rings, this like specialty tone that I've never heard from Walgreens comes on. And it's just like, welcome to the specialty Walgreens Alliance. What the fuck? Okay. And I'm like, Alliance. This is a Mr. Robot <laughs> the shit. Specialty Walgreens Pharmacy Alliance. And I'm like, and I'm just like, what? And they're just like, please hold. <laughs> Didn't ask me shit, right? And and there was there was no there was no system. There was no the, the stupid directory systems that did not exist. I called the number and they were like, hey, hold on. And then like a person appeared and was just like, what is your date of birth? And I, I gave it to her. And then she asked me for my name and she asked me all of these questions in like rapid order and it was like being questioned by a 
<laughs> and it was intense and like nerve wracking. And then when it was over, she was just like, oh no, no, we're verifying your insurance now. We're gonna have to contact you when that clears. I will go ahead and put a scan in that for you though. Please expect our call with you next week and we'll be rescheduling your delivery. Do you have anything else that you need? From and the I was alliance. Like, <laughs> from the fucking alliance. And I'm just like, uh no. And she's just like, have a good day, ma'am. Click. And I was just like, <laughs> I stumbled onto the back end of some next shit. It really sounds like a setup for a Mr. Robot episode. It that sounds like Elliot's gonna come out and like, so here's your medicine. This is what you do. You only inject it on Tuesdays and Thursdays, never on Mondays and Wednesdays, and don't never. don't you even think about fucking Friday. Right. What about the weekends? No. <laughs> Bitch, did I say the weekends? I said Tuesday, motherfucking Thursday. Burnout is super fucking real. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. And super relatable. And I also wanted to sort of like tie into the burnout conversation. Just throw a little nigga bit of sauce on it. You know what I'm saying? Like as a black person. What? What are we throwing on it? Niggas of niggas of sauce. I feel like if I feel like everybody experiences burnout. But I also feel like is just a level to this shit that yeah. non-niggas I don't think ever. other other people experience it on that level right and that's not even to say that the levels are no, lesser Native Americans definitely I would not even say that the levels are lesser or greater just completely mm-hmm. I like that because Native Americans I have no idea how occupied they are so good. I was yeah. just saying that today like you that's what that where are the Native Americans still on reservations and that's low-key unacceptable? And it's just like, you think about, like, okay, can I think to myself and how would a Native American person feel about abortion? I would have to just go and ask. Yeah. Because what the fuck do I know? Literally not. And then it's like, do you just go to, like, a random Native American person? Not, like, a random, but it's just like, you have to... Why, why am I throwing that emotion to label on you? Yeah. Because yes. I'm coming up on you to be like... Because hey, now I have these questions. Hey, I need to hear your perspective yeah. specifically. So it's like, it's about, like, are you cultivating relationships in which you are close enough to people to be able to extrapolate what you can about their experience without having to throw that label on them? Yeah. Requires a level of looking into yourself that is stressful in the first place because healing is really some shit. And I feel like we're at that stage in our 20s or whatever where, on some level, we're just like, why is this shit not completely figured out yet? Because we were told, like, from birth, we were told, like, oh. You're gonna, you're gonna have your shit together by the time you're 25. You're gonna have your house and your car, and you're gonna have a kid and this, that, that, there. And just like, nigga, no, at 20 fucking eight, I'm super burnt out right now, and it's not even on just like, it's not. And I know we don't want to do like all comparing levels of shit, but it's not on some white people burn out. It's not on some like, my rich mama and daddy can take care of me type shit, or if we don't even have like rich mama and daddy. 
I got this job because I'm qualified and shit and I can do it, but like I'm still fucking tired and burnt out. It's also some real like I need to remove myself from my set career path, reevaluate this is what the fuck I wanna actually do, and then move forward the way I need to fucking move forward. Mm-hmm. There's a level of pressure and difficulty that just it creates this like tiredness in your fucking spirit. And no amount of listening to Solange. Bruh, I was just singing weary of the ways of the world in my head. My Stop. And I am reposting pictures on Instagram of fucking crystal filled tubs is going to fucking restore your energy. And it's just like my boyfriend really worried about me after I got fired from my job as an executive like last year because I spent I took off I stopped trying to look for work I stopped doing anything I stopped going to the gym I stopped watching my health I stopped all of it I started the flip side lay late in the game when I was beginning to feel better and I was very content at home and I was content at home in a way that he'd never seen for me because I'd always been happy when we were together. I was content being smelled. I was content in front of the TV. I was happy. Like, I got a job because I ran out of money, not because I was unhappy. Straight like that. And I feel like people don't talk about that shit enough. Like, that's like a depressive episode for me, right? Like, that's what a depressive episode look like for me, looks like for me. And it's, he was fine. I, yeah. It might have been a depressive episode. But it's like still like, no, I'm cool like this. Like, yeah, I'm not doing shit I need to do or the shit that I usually do to function and shit. Okay. But I'm really copacetic, just chilling and just like letting life just happen. You know what's funny? Alicia and I have briefly had this conversation yesterday. This is relatable for me, but it's because... So I've hit the crazy level of depression. I've hit the crazy level Mm-hmm. I've hit like okay I am having suicidal ideations mm-hmm. I am um, my hormones is crazy like I'm acting erratic like like I'm not like we, we out here mm-hmm. and because of that I know okay things might I'm tired I'm burnt out but I'm okay yeah like, comparatively speaking like because yeah. I know how bad it can be sometimes I look at how I'm Yeah. Or not, I'm in the green, whether I'm in the realm of okay, right? Whether I'm still being healthy, whether I'm being toxic still. Mm-hmm. Because it's been so much worse. I'm just like, this is good. Yeah. Am I stuffing down how I really feel right now? No, nah, yeah. this is good. Yeah. No, like it's 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 been so much worse that it feels as if the that it felt as if the entire world was just burning. And so when you're in a situation where like the house you're in is is that me? Like, you know, this is not. Oh, this is good, fine. This is I okay. Acknowledge that, or even this is not good, and I acknowledge that. But it can be. It could it's be worse. Bad. Yeah. It's like okay, I'm codependent, but I used to be suicidal, so this is great. Yo, don't read I me for my last relationships it. ever again in your life, though. Nah. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. That's real though. It's like, no, yeah, no. I'm codependent, but like, yo, this time last year, I wanted to jump off a building and just like, no, dead. Like that wasn't a joke. That wasn't the dead ass. I wanted to jump off a fucking building. Yeah, no, yeah. 
and it's you you kind of like not make excuses but make instances like oh well i'm exhibiting toxic behavior right now but wait just a couple of months ago i was doing toxic shit to folks and like i'm not actually doing it i'm just saying toxic shit or like even like we just say earlier like oh yeah depressive episode i'm like sitting down like watching tv i'm not really motivated to do shit but wait it could be worse because back when i did this blah 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 it's just like sometimes it even takes me a while and i'm just yeah is this a depressive episode or am i just tired yep because i've seen myself have a depressive episode where it was there was voices in my head Mm -hmm. i was thinking some crazy shit and i really can't get myself together can't get out of bed or the only time i can get out of bed is to do some clear form of self-harm yeah self-sabotage shit but it's also like why do we have to define our and i think everybody should have their own like definition of their depressed episodes or like spirals and all that wonderful shit that's not wonderful at all um but it's like for me i was like why does it have to be so extreme for me to classify it as a depressive episode where it's just like nah i know if i don't leave the house for three days in a goddamn row not even to really walk my dog until it's nighttime i'm in the midst of a depressive episode like when shit happens to me this year, I was like, this is gonna this is gonna trigger all that shit that you don't wanna handle. And it happened, it got triggered, and it's just like, yo, and it's like I'm still in the midst of a depressed episode, but it's like I'm slowly clawing my way out. Like I told y'all earlier when y'all was like, How you doing? I'm okay. It has been worse, but like today I feel more optimistic and shit. Yesterday I was so fucking tired. Day before that, energy depleted. I just wanted to sleep all day. So it's like, I take my shit day by day because it's like, I tend to overwhelm my own self and then lash out on other people. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so really about that tit for tat shit because you just want to read me for the filth that I <laughs> nah, but it's just like, and I, but see, Alicia's like, oh, you're so self aware of that. Just this year, though, it's like, just this year, just in the midst of all the traumas and shit I've endured this year so far. And I say so far because 2019 is gonna be a motherfucker, I can already tell. Um, God, I just like, can you just be nice for the rest of the goddamn year? 2018 was so hard. 2018 was a, oh, the, the second quarter. Can we not? Yeah, if we go back, I'm like, <laughs> back in 1995, no, I'm playing. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, you become aware of shit while you're going through shit. You're just like, oh, this is my behavior pattern when I'm going through shit. And I like, luckily, I had somebody, I still have this person, but I had somebody who I could talk to on the phone about it. Like, oh, I know I'm being very codependent on you right now. Like, my girlfriend would call me when she woke up to make sure I was eating, to make sure I wasn't crying all the time, to make sure I was functioning as a human being. Cause like I went through an incredibly hard loss. So going through that and then like not only having her, but having like you guys also hit me up having like friends on Facebook that we may talk to once or twice. They're just like, Hey, see, you're going through shit. Cause I was spiraling all over the internet because the internet is like my safe space. Cause in my home, I was on the couch. I have my room like I have it now. So it's like, I don't want to spiral on you people. So y'all can just, they saw me spiral last year. I'm like, I don't need y'all to see me spiral again this year. Like we don't need this to happen again. So I was like, I'm spiraling all over the internet and shit, and I'm trying to come to, you know, vacillations, ah, with all that shit. And it's like, but in that, in the midst of that, I was codependent on my girlfriend. I wasn't taking care of my body, mind, or spirit. I was like having weeks where I didn't leave the house. I was having weeks where I didn't take a fucking shower. I didn't wash my face. I didn't do shit. I was just like, I didn't leave the house unless I had to leave the house. I only had to leave the house was for my grandmother. Like that was it. 
emergency. Tell me emergency shit, like, or I, I wanted something from across the street. Like, I definitely came through for my grandmother during my depressive episode. Yeah. In fact, it might have been a blessing that I didn't have a job because she very quickly needed all of my time and attention. Yeah. And I think that being busy in that way helped me to come through it a little faster than I might have otherwise. Yeah. But... Same. Otherwise, I would just be in the house. I'd just be chilling still. Fine. Watching TV, not doing shit. Yeah. yeah. Occasionally getting big. Because, like, I was in a good mood all the time. So my boyfriend wasn't initially worried. But it was just like, you're not yourself. Yeah. You're not searching for anything. Yeah. You're not looking for a job. You're not trying to get any more. You're not trying to amass any money. All you're doing, you're sitting in your house and you're hemorrhaging money and somehow it's okay with you. And that's antithesis to your entire personality and I don't know why it's been so long. Yeah. And you're in a great mood and that's actually amazing and wonderful because I I didn't realize before how much traveling and shit was really stressing me while I felt that was just your default. Mm-hmm. Now that I see you and you're in the house and you're so peaceful, it's wonderful. You haven't talked to me about nothing involving anything. Yeah, there's nothing passionate about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yo, she hate on somebody that she loves. It's like, yo, so you're not shut the fuck up. Wait, who fucking asked you? Did I say, oh, babe, I need for you to remind me of how I used to be. No, but you know they're doing it out of love, and you do it for them too. So that's. (laughs) <laughs> no, you absolutely did send for me. I specifically told you I wasn't trying to be your man, and you made it happen anyway. So now you get to sit and listen and tell you that so something is going on, and you need to reevaluate the fact that you've been sitting on your ass for so long. I said that to my girl. I'm like, you decided to pursue me, motherfucker. Like I told you. We nah nah ah ah ah. You was just like nah. I like you and like I dead want to date you and get to know you. So this is what the fuck you get. You fuck you get fucking red from time to time now. Love you, babe. <laughs> That's if I even shared this with her. Like I don't think I'm gonna tell her that podcast. Now I'm telling her. Oh my god. Don't you like makes. I mean, I know I've made sad on Facebook and shit where it's just like, I don't want my partner to see this, but I just care about them and, like, love them and blah, blah, blah. You're like, they don't need to know I'm, like, this wild, fugazi, mushy bitch no, on the inside. Yes, the fuck you do. I'm so sorry. Wait, so no. But no, now I do. I'm saying, like, back before, I'm like, I don't need to know I'm this fucking mushy. I have in the past. <gasps> I've never done that. I've dead done that. Oh my and then I'll like, then I'll just like be edited. Like now nah, they can, they can see. Cause like I used to, in my um over, I used to be like, yo, I love watching them sleep, blah blah blah. Cause like that was my shit. Like that intimacy, I'd be like, oh, I'm just so happy you're at peace at some points of the day. Oh, I'm my girlfriend told me that she watched me sleep like a couple of times. I'm like, yo, you're weird, but yeah, that's mad cute. Right. Like, here's my shit. I'm real open. This personality is 25-8, my nigga. Like, when you see me... This is really her. I'm annoying as fuck. I'm one of these really annoying girls. I want to be all over you. I want to have, like, 
there needs to be some level of like worship. You need to be really all about me. I know who's a and fight and love shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are not like ridiculously into me, I'm not into you at all. Right. You're not even sexy. I need you to be actually into me, yeah, not just on some. I know that you wake up in the morning and you don't want me to be right here on your face, but we can't always get what we want. But if you try, we can try. We can try. I've taken pictures of my partners sleeping. That. I've definitely done that. Oh my god. Oh my god. I had a whole videos. Paris. I had Paris. Paris. I had a whole photo series. Okay? That's cute. So what I would do is he would fall asleep and see he 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 was really he loved me. Right? So he would like fall asleep on me because of trust. Because so, trust because of trust. So he would fall asleep on me. I would be taking pictures. And he would fall asleep at weird angles in weird places. Did you do the side, like the side chick photo series oh and shit? God. Like in air quotes because like side chick culture, y'all need to chill the fuck out with that shit. Talking about it's whatever, but that's another topic for another episode for another day. No, I was really cheesy with it though. He would just be asleep and I would like come in like I was a tourist taking a selfie with a sleeping lion. I would just come and be like, I love this, and. What I would do, I started applying the Facebook filters. <laughs> the pictures, right. So there's like a one with him with a Merlin beard, and one with him with it with like uh, some headphones on with a disco ball happening. He's just asleep. With another one of him looking like Santa sleeping. Oh my gosh. Yo, I turned that- him into a wolf while he was asleep. Yo, okay, that just reminded me because my girlfriend, we're like LDR kind of in a sense, whatever. Um, and like we Facebook video chat and she like knew I wasn't feeling particularly good this day and this she hates photos she doesn't hate photos she just doesn't like photos like that she like put on a whole photo shoot for me using Facebook filters and I I all her she's like don't awe me cause she's definitely the type to be like oh this mushy shit I'm like nigga you gonna have to understand it can't be two of us in this way she's talking about no mushy shit like if I gotta adapt you gotta adapt it can't be two of us anti mushy shit Yeah. I really did set a precedent for yeah. like Right, if this is not high school, it's not junior high school. I tease you for telling me that I'm a beautiful rose. You right. would be so surprised how many yes, men report exactly that. What? That is oh, dumb. I too nice being a thing. And I'm just like, but you then, should be as nice to me as I, I need you to be nice to me. But then it's like, I also hate that whole phrase like, oh, I was too nice. Because like a lot of the times, I'm going to say it in your case. Nope. But a lot of the times, men thinking that they're being too nice, really just like, but like, was it for your benefit or was it for the person you was trying to be nice to benefit? Like, was you being nice so that you could be seen as a nice guy or was you really trying to make sure he smile and feel good about herself and let her know she's loved in all these myriad of different motherfucking ways? And it's like, I get the whole too nice argument. Most people, I will be honest, when they spend a lot of time going on 
you just being decent. Right. Yeah, and expecting next level yeah. reciprocity for your basic human decency, or you would be in a motherfucking doormat with no boundaries at all. And or. Sorry to cut you off To throw this other fun one in You was being narcissistic Because you wanted the world To see how nice the fuck you was To certain people Or you wanted that person To like sing your praises About They're so nice to me They're so helpful Ah 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 All this other shit Yeah And I might have just I might have just Like went through that With somebody It's mad annoying Like be nice for the not be nice because you want to be nice to somebody you want somebody to feel fucking good not because you want the praises of being nice like you don't always give motherfucking praises i'm sorry and it sucks because whatever but just being a good human being like giving money to a homeless person don't blast that shit on the internet does it suck though because i know okay so here's the thing i have, we i don't remember what we did in this conversation probably but like there was a conversation being had about the fact that i don't think that it is necessarily wrong to need external validation i was yeah Nah, see, I agree with that. But then it's also like it's also like people who do it because they purely just want that praise and recognition. Yes, no, so yeah, so it's like I don't like you should get praised. That's so why it's like ooh, maybe you should, whatever. You should absolutely be see exactly like yo. I did a good thing today. I helped somebody out. Blah blah blah. Is at the third, and then it's like when your niceness is rooted in actual like a want and desire to help somebody or improve somebody's life. I feel like you just get so much like good energy from the universe and like from your actions that yeah it may not be used right now but at some point when it's a bad day for you that shit's gonna come back to you like i'm a because it's happened to me so many motherfucking times like so yo hi motherfucking key so what Yeah, and I wanted to add to that. It's just, like, there are people who, like, love to help people all the time and whatnot. 
but you can experience intense burnout from helping everybody instead of helping your fucking self first. Because like you just said, you cannot pour from a goddamn empty cup. Like, if you're going to help him, her, everybody, them, they, your mama, your mama's friends, all this other shit, it's just like, you can't do that shit if you are literally on some few, like, you know, you ever have been in a car and a car is like, the gas tank is empty and you're literally running on fumes, right? You cannot help people running on fumes. You like, there's no motherfucking way. It's really fucking hard. So what you have to do is like, if you help somebody and this person's like, okay, for helping me, let me do this for you. Or let me like buy you a meal or let me like take at least one worry that's on your head that you're not expressing, which is why it's important to have friends who know you who know like oh you're doing a lot right now all right let me buy you food i you do let me get you a face mask let me like also, take a nap on my goddamn bed something yep I think because I always like attribute it to my fire. It's like, yo, I'm an Aries, so I want to be mad at everybody and burn it down. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's part of it. Also, just like, I just need to learn more patience, not only with myself, but with others. And it's just like, if somebody isn't serving me in a way that I need to be served, and like, this is platonically mostly, because I don't really, lately, I don't do the romantic shit. No, like, you know, people not serving romantically the things I need. Platonically, though, I'd be like, oh, this person hurt me in this way, but you know, they were such a good friend to me these other times. It's like, nah, but if it's like a pattern and shit, and this person is no longer giving you the type of, not only like attention and love, but just like downright respect that you need. Yeah, you gotta let the shit go. You can't. And like, I'm a dweller, like a motherfucker. I'd be like, yo, this bitch, let me tell you what she. But I'm like, nah, just let the shit go. Cause at the end of the fucking day, you can talk about it over and over. What you gonna do? Are you gonna actually fight this person and put mad shit at risk, like your career, you going to jail, all this other shit? Or you gonna let the shit motherfucking go and let go and let God and your ancestors protect you and all this other shit. Just let the fucking shit go. And like, like you, excuse me, Alicia, I be on the train, people bump me. I'm like, bitch, I will fucking cut you. And like, it's just stupid shit. Like, just let it go. 
I be so angry. I be so angry. I'm like, yo, bro, can we just like save our anger for shit that actually needs to be angry about? Like, yo, like over small shit. Like, I have like a long, extensive pet peeve list, and like near the top of it are people who just stop in front of stairways. That's still mine. I'm sorry. Stand around. Yeah. Like. And I even like somebody like who's like visibly trying to catch their be- breath or their bearings or made a maybe want to like oh wrong direction type shit. But people would just stop there and just like oh wow look this is New York City like shut the uh, why uh. why and it's just like that's the type of ignorance that like oh it's so relatable yeah. all yeah. of it but it's just like carrying it around yeah burdensome to me yeah I'm tired of feeling burdened. Fucking city. That's one of the upsides of burnout, though, because I was literally gonna say that the only reason that I'm not there with you is because that shit burns me out. I got to a place where I was just like, yo, every single thing that happens to me pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Like on a scale of one to five, it's a fucking four or five. Everything is a four or five situation. It's a whole red situation. Yeah. And I got burned out being that mad all the time. I was like, oh my god, I don't got energy to be mad because that bitch looked at me funny. This nigga said some shit, and I don't like the way daddy responded to what I was doing. We gotta yeah. try something else. Yeah. Oh, I was just like, yo, we gotta... And see, the problem with me personally is that I have a lot of stamina. Yeah. Family. I lost all of this weight, and they tried to tell me that you would get more stamina, and I think that that would mean that I would, like, you know, physically speed up, and that did happen, but I also have more emotional so it's like I can dedicate a hyper large amount of energy over a really long period of time being mad about some dumb shit. Like just some you shit will happen in the wee hours of the morning and it will fuck up the next three days. You know what's funny? I think everybody can do that because for me it's not anger. You know what I'm working through? For me right now, that's hurt. I can be hurt for days. I think everybody has an emotional issue with it because I do that. to the fact that what you said hurt my feelings for mm-hmm. a really, really long time. And I have found, even just recently going through that, having a conversation, realizing that, like, okay, does it even serve me for my feelings to still be hurt? And this is actually a good transition into the entertainment segment because I was watching two fan versions on Netflix. I gotta watch that. One of the things that, one of the things that I really liked about literally the first episode Suka and Birdie were having this. So wait, can you tell us what Suka and Birdie is for those of us who are on Netflix? Suka and Birdie is a Netflix show starring Ali Wong and Tiffany Haddish as some literal bird bitches. My only critique of the show is that Tiffany Haddish being a bird should come more inherent than it seems to like it's <laughs> forth sometimes. But the show actually, I was really anti the show at first, but then I got smacked and watched it a little bit. And it deals with some really great themes in a way that I really fuck with. So it's kind of like Bojack Horseman meets Broad City. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so now tell us what you're doing. In this episode, the first episode, first or second episode, Tuka and Birdie had a falling out of some kind and they then came together and made up. And then Birdie was just like, you know what? Okay, we made up, but I still feel some type of way. And Tuka was just like, girl, that makes sense. Don't worry about it. We're going to do something else. And it really stuck with me. I was just like, yo, I like the fact that we are acknowledging that sometimes you can apologize and come to a resolution mm-hmm. as if it were an issue and still feel bad about it. 
Yeah. And that if that happens, it's still not the other person's fault and it's not the other person's burden. So to deal with that because we've already come to resolution. And so one of the things that I'm working on in my own life is sitting down and analyzing, all right, so you said X, that hurt my feelings. Yeah, you apologize for X already. Yeah, my feelings were still hurt, but do I need to let this shit go? I do need to let this shit go. Do I need to let this shit go even if you didn't give me the motherfucking apology because I don't need to be holding on to all of this hurt? Yeah. Yes. Well, but then also... I just don't need to be holding on to all this hurt. But then also, I would like to, like, maybe because, like, I'm still kind of the person who's just, like, who holds on to shit or whatever. Like, I'm still learning to work through and process that. But what if, like, it's, like, what if somebody hurts you, right? And it's, like, let's say it's, like, your parents or, like, your sister or somebody, right? And just, like, <laughs> they looked at each other as soon as I said that. <laughs> um, and y'all just, and y'all just, like, <laughs> sorry. But y'all just, like, y'all just, like, oh, you hurt me when you said this, that, and the third. And you, like, you take accountability for what you said, but you feel like, oh, okay, I was prepared not. Sorry. You take accountability for what you said. Like, the person takes accountability for it. And then you're just, like, but it still makes me feel type of way. So I need time to process this, to process right, the fact like- I felt this way, and you, like, take accountability. But give me, like, a day or two to process and then, like, begin the you know, like yeah, begin yeah, the exactly. letting it go. Like, sometimes it's like, just because you apologize doesn't mean I'm not offended. Yeah. Like, whoa, you're apologizing for something and I want to forgive you, but right now what's in my heart is anger. Yeah. I don't feel forgiveness. Yeah. Me telling you that you are forgiven would be a lie designed to make you feel better and you just made me angry, so I don't want to make you feel better. Because I don't feel good. So why should you feel good? Because I... Especially if it's something that you did to me. Yeah. I need a minute. And that's like. I need a minute. I'm even gonna forgive you, but can I? Can I just ooh, And it's like what Bethany's saying is like some next level type. Like mm, I'm letting it go. Mm, some of it is dead ass manipulation. All right. Remember that Bethany said that she was codependent. I don't want there to be no friction. Okay. So it's like to some extent, it's just like okay, you came to me, you said some shit that hurts my feelings. Low key, I just got into an argument about that not too long ago. You say something that hurts my feelings. I am the type of bitch to be like, you know what? You said that out of love. <laughs> I don't got no energy to fucking fight with you about this. Because if me and you start fighting, I'm going to spiral down a path. No, 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 no. Yeah. You said that shit out of love. And now, because I'm the type of person who swallowed my pride that I, yeah. last week, when I mess up next week, I don't want to hear your mouth about that shit. Real. I don't want to hear your mouth about it. Well, Except that's not actually healthy because there's yeah. no reason why people shouldn't be able to speak on things that make them unhappy. Yeah. I'm the type of person who's just like, no, I don't speak on things that make me unhappy, so you Woo. shouldn't speak on things that make you unhappy. Shut the fuck up and be unhappy. Right? Until like, the I buttons get pushed. Until the buttons get pushed. And the way you're just like, well, motherfucker, <laughs> remember... I did this when you did this. When you said these things, I let that shit fucking go. So you should just let this motherfucker go. Because I, oh, I hurt your feelings. Your little feelings got hurt. Uh, Remember when you hurt my feelings? June 12, 19, like, like you just be spitting shit out. You said, and I didn't say nothing. Last night when I made dinner, you coughed. And it's just like... I used to... Even worse, let's talk about depressive angry bitches for a second. Oh, your feelings hurt? Like, stay hurting your feelings. Get used to that feeling. Sink into it. 
Nigga, why you sound like you about to like um, recite a script from Jordan Pills? Get out. You over here like, sick. Because I'm a writer, just breathe deep of that feeling because this is life. I love oh, how you're Never mind the fact that I hurt your feelings. I have no say over the fact that I hurt your feelings because I'm depressed. I am an arbiter of the universe. Your feelings just got hurt today. Whoops. Looks like titties are tough and life is long. Oh, Alicia, what are you watching on TV? Um, right now I'm on more of a gaming kick. Okay, fair case. And, okay, so if we are going to take it to gaming, Cadence of Hyrule recently came out. And I have been looking forward to this game so, so, so much. I was actually a little disappointed with Breath of the Wild, and that's wild to me, but it is what it is. It was just too big, and there weren't enough like dungeons like my favorite part of the game was the divine beasts and there were only four of them and it was just like i when they said bigger dungeons i had imagined something like the divine beasts and it was shameful that there were only four of them the shrines didn't really live up to what i wanted i hated the fact that i had to hunt down this old line there's too many korok seeds um the graphics are eye-poppingly beautiful i it's a love-hate relationship but cadence of hyrule is um from like this rhythm-based game that is a sequel to Clips of the Necromancer. Necrodancer, excuse me. Aha! Uh-huh. So <laughs> You're the wackest. I didn't though. make up the name. It's called Crypt of the Necrodancer 2, Cadence of Hyrule. Because it's a rhythm-based game and you'll be dancing your way through it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, this game... Yo, all these games, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm over here like, I'm a gamer, I play Tomb Raider and like The Sims, at least she's just like, I play Bayonetta and Cadence, bitch, like, I be dungeon hunting and shit, the dungeon fuck do you hunting, do? You, angel busting. you be building houses and having niggas fall in love and have kids, Ugh. whack! No, I know Sims. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just like, it's just like, I love, I've always loved the difference in gamers that Alicia and I are. Like, I'm much more violent in my game and shit. And Alicia's just like, no, puzzles, all this other shit. Dungeons. Like, nah, she like dead ass introduced to my love for Bayonetta. Do you remember that day you played? I was like, nigga, I need this fucking game. Bayonetta 2, we can play after. It's lit, it lit. But yeah, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Continue. But the reason I brought it up is because not only is the game lit, all of the great fairies in the fountains are women of color. Every last one. I've encountered, okay, so I'm not done playing through games, so I can't say that for certain. I might have. But just say so far. A little bit. But I've seen two of the fairies. I've cleared at three quarters of the map. They're both, one is black and one is light skinned. But she's black. Or is big. That bitch was caramel. <laughs> she has some sort of melanin. And what, and their phrase is, oh, honey, let's get you cleaned up. Is what they say when you come in and you're low on hearts. Oh, honey, let's get you cleaned up. Let's get you feeling better. And I'm just like, yes, black fairies. Yeah. You'll be in your spring. That's what we watching on TV. So I'm watching two things now. Um, Pose and yes. She's Gotta Have It Too. Oh, my God. Because so she gotta have it. All right. I didn't trust Nola. I don't <laughs> trust Nola. I watched the first episode and decided that I didn't. Why do so many of y'all hate no, Nola? I might have been, I might be mixing it up with Zero White People this season too. Yes, no, I watched the first no. episode of that. 
No, I, I haven't touched season two of She's Gotta Have It. She's Gotta Have It. So I'm not going to spoil it because oh, y'all should watch it. Um, I know a lot of people really don't like She's Gotta Have It. And I get it. I think for me, right, it's like I watched the movie. The movie, oh, the movie's rough as fuck. It's very much. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. No. Oh, this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie, though. No, I love Shemekha. Yo, no, this season, you're going to love her. They did her beautifully just like it's her because okay so i will say this season one has his critiques for me it's just like they made that shemekha storyline way more humorous than it needed to be like it could have been a serious fucking body issue thing but it was just like y'all could have done that storyline so much more justice than y'all did and it's something that's happening it does happen but it, i think it happens way less often now than it did with spike lee wrote it and the culture of getting your body altered is definitely not like, mostly not like that anymore, I don't think. Um, I would say probably still is because people still go to the DR to get they like surgery. People still go to like back. They don't yeah, go as much as they used to. It's a huge thing, but the biggest markets are in Thailand now. And they're actually yeah. Really and Thailand is real. But no, I think that he could have done it, right? And like the whole storyline had the makings of being good. But the ending of it was just like, oh, y'all made it, y'all made it that, like that had to be like a joke. It's really hard for me to watch that episode where she falls. I'm just like, I, I don't do like it. it. But no, I think it would have been a much better move to make it so that the surgery worked. It didn't make her look bad at all. She have her look amazing. And they did but, it too much. They made it look like like they over padded her. But, but so have it look good. Yeah. And then It causes her to have this whole identity shift because what's going on? Maybe she tries to get the ass implants removed and then her mind gets infected and you can do the exact So maybe like the K thing. Michelle wrote route because that happens to K Michelle. She's a singer and she got her butt done. And like when she got her shit taken out, she got sick. No, she got sick while it was in her and she got it done legally. Like she, there was no backyard. No, like she got it done the right way, but it became too much. It's hard to hurt her body, her hips and everything. So, yeah, definitely with the Shemekha thing. And then the Opal. Yeah. She was the so Opal and Nola storyline. Opal, she was Nola was terrible to Opal. Yeah. Oh, how the tables have turned. Season two. That's all I'm going to say yeah, about just, that. I'm going to be honest. She would deserve it. She would, like, I, okay, okay. You don't deserve to be tit for tatted. But, like, she, I have one. I'm not even. So it's not tit for tat. I will say that. Sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's not tit for tat. But it's definitely, it's like. I don't want to say too much. I don't want y'all to ruin it. More like director tip for tat. Yeah. This character, it's now their turn to fuck up. Okay, got you. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And so just like, I was so annoyed with Nola in season one, where she was weaponizing sex and using her relationship with Opal as an escape from men. Yeah. about the other two but mars is bae yeah jamie overstreet and um greer's child yeah right like child's child's my fault Your child whatever but we should definitely watch that what's the other thing we're watching harry pose, yeah, pose. as a 
as a queer person during Pride Month, no. Um, so yes, as a queer person <laughs> during Pride Month, don't cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> she has so much pride in me saying Tell that. Them. But so I was supposed to watch Pose like last year when it came out and everything. But shit happens, breakups happen, breakdowns happen, and I kind of like left it alone. And then my best friend Robin, hi Robin, um, she's like, bitch, you need to watch it. Okay, I have mad best friends, calm down. Don't be like that, don't be like that. Don't add this animosity to the show. Let it go, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, nah, but Robin's like, you need to watch it. So like last weekend, I binged the fuck out of Pose on Netflix because yeah, season one's on Netflix. And I was just like, I I should have been watching this from Jump. Um, Pose is beautifully directed. I know it has multiple directors. It's never always the same director and stuff. I know Janet Mock directed one episode of it and that one was beautiful and just the actors and actresses and they're just all really great um season one definitely focused on both like these like trans actors trying to like live their life not actors sorry trans dancers and like models and everything living their lives and everything but also their relationships with white people it seems like season two is gonna be more in a direction like no we're just gonna solely focus on them India Moore is a gorgeous human being. They go by they, them pronouns, even though they play a woman on pose. They are fucking stunning. Like every time I see India Moore in a scene, I'm just like, oh my God, I kind of want you to marry me. I kind of want you to be my best friend. Just, yeah. Um, MJ Rodriguez is another beautiful human being. Um, she plays Blanca on pose and like, I love their New York accents. So MJ Rodriguez is from Newark, New Jersey originally, but her Bronx accent, oh my, she kills this shit every fucking time. India Moore's from the Bronx and her accent is just, I just have such a thing. I have such an affinity for like accents, New York accents from non-men, non-cis men. Like, just like Jesus Christ, a woman can tell me, some wild fugazi shit that a cis man can tell me and I would be like, no, but you're right, baby. Everything you said, like, but fuck that, right. nigga. <laughs> I just something about... energy around me right now. Like, that's the type of energy that I need around yeah. me. When I'm telling you what I'm telling you, I need you to just be like, baby, you sound sexy. That's yes, what I want to hear. yes. That other shit. Just yes but then, like, man, also you. shout out... I feel like I've heard this conversation on the seven train. Alright, so I mean both of those things at the same time, but it's because I'm a Leo Sun and a Capricorn Moon. Yeah, sometimes I need to be told that I'm beautiful. No, I mean them both at the same time. Don't tell me I'm beautiful, but feel that deep down on the inside yes. and do exactly what the fuck I tell you. Yeah. You should just be aroused as you do it. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should really start like videoing y'all doing these conversations because people need to see the behind the scenes. Like, yeah, the shit's fucking hilarious. Fuck that. Why can't these cameras overlay a 3D mesh over my face that looks like a real mind face for just a beat version? Like, hello. Like, Snapchat filter on this shit. You already have the little AI masks. Like, I thought it was creepy at first, but you're already doing it. You're doing it against my will. So make the fucking technology better. Hurry up. Word. I don't want to beat my face all the time. The mica mines are running low, and we should stop sending Africans into them for this makeup. 
Let me save makeup. You just got real friends. You know I'm just like, okay, like, yo, so you I, know what? I just finished Black Mirror season four. I watched the last. Wait, what's the season that's out right now? And the guys like, it's I only fuck. Three episodes. I watched. I watched two of them. I didn't watch this. I didn't watch the second episode. I was like, oh, this is boring. The first episode I watched is a doozy. I fucked the polar I bear. I couldn't get it. Get you out of my mind. Okay, I watched all the extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, they're so upset. I'm gonna be honest. This is my unpopular opinion about Black Mirror season three. Why it doesn't hit for me is a, like okay, the Vipers episode. I don't have no problem with nothing that happened in that episode except for the fact that a lot of it was whack. Diddy demonstrated to me. One, why the fuck are we even having sex in Tekken? If VR exists, really no. If VR exists to the point where you can get in a game to feel these sensations, there's whole porn chat rooms, there's whole porn games, an RPG that would make so much sense because you have sex in RPGs anyway. If you was playing Mass Effect, I would totally get it. But a motherfucking Ooh, side. I would love to do a VR version of Mass Effect and get it as Shepard without cheating on my partner. Yeah. Can I? Can I interject? Easy. Can I interject just real quickly? The Tekken thing, right? If you if you think about it though, the way these video games used to be set up, they never thought, oh yeah, women are gonna play these games too. So the female characters have always been overly sexy and shit. There are whole niggas out here who have jerked off to Tekken characters based on the shit they wear. It's not that I don't get the messaging, right? Like I totally understand what's being said yeah. about like video game culture. Yeah. Black people, black men, uh, um, not even just black men. Video game culture as it in, 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 inhibits and infringes on heteronormative relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, are these relationships inherently erotic in and of themselves? The fact that the couple was black and the couple that they were embodying were Japanese was not lost on me. At all. Oh my God, like, they're Japanese. That's so on, on the nose. Like, of course So it is, on but, the fucking and, nose. And, and not just like one character black the other. No, both of every time like I've played different characters, yeah, I really anyway, com- sorry. The commentary on it was dope. Some of the shit just really got me mad. I'm just like, listen, we could have done a really, 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 really similar story and had these niggas playing 2K. So basically having like It just doesn't like the the fact that it was a fighting game annoyed the hell out of me. I always hate the scene, even when the people in the scene are representing cis ideals where, all right, Paris, me and you is together, right? You my wife, and me and you, Alicia, you my other bitch. You me, I'm cheating on my Side wife bitch. with you. Some kind of way we all Side end up- bitch. Some kind of way we all end up at the same dinner table, and you gonna take one step away from the table, you gonna go to the back, all of a sudden, me and Alicia gonna sit down and have a conversation, and go, why the fuck would you cheat on me? Why the fuck, why you acting so funny? Like you let's can't talk, hear. Let's talk about our story of affairs. Oh my God, the house is open. And then the wife comes in and she's just completely clueless. Like she cannot pick, she can't read the room at all. And why the fuck was that bitch perm so bad the whole time? Why was her hair just terrible? Everybody's hair was terrible. His hair was terrible too. I was tight. Um, they always do black women wrong. Anniversary and le- when she was in that scene, it was a scene where they were on their 10 year anniversary dinner and they were sitting in a high back. Yeah. Um, booth. Booth. Thank you. Yeah. And you know how when you sit back and you lean back in the chair in a high back booth and the booth cuts you right? Yeah. She, she's leaned back and her head is all over the shit and she's just like, oh, you know, I'm really frustrated and her hair looks terrible. 
toe curls and she just looked crazy. And I was just like, yo, you leaning your head back on that boot seat like that is fucking anti-black. Because my mother would have been on some shit with she was just It is. My mother would have been on some shit with she was just like, Lena, what are you doing? Yeah. And that's why black women need to be on these sets so they can let y'all know don't have us out here looking crazy. It gets me tight. Like, why do we always got sets? Like, and at first it was just like, okay, so they're trying to do a fries with mommy thing where she's like doing a, you know, my life is overwhelmed, blah, 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 blah. But then have curly hair. I mean, not even just have curly hair, but it's just like, okay, maybe they was, maybe I'm, maybe it was just me being, me and my Western idea. Maybe she just doesn't give a fuck about her outward appearance and that's completely okay. Fuck it. But then also, on the flip side of that, on the flip side of that, it's like, why the fuck the black women always got to be misrepresented in, like, media and shit? We just supposed to be like, oh, well, maybe it's, like, this introspective, no, like, her hair was fucked up, her hair was fucked up. It's not on some, like, oh, we're being anti, whatever. No, like, y'all could have done better by her because, like, Miley Cyrus' hair in the last episode. No, you gave Miley Cyrus 77 wig changes. You didn't have the budget to give sis a good hair. Like, and it was really distracting to me throughout the whole motherfucking thing. These niggas got money. And then it was rushed to that episode. I thought so. It was rushed. Like, it went from her picking up to the police station, but we don't even get to hear the conversation that they have about him essentially fucking his best friend in virtual reality. So we just cut to the birthday party and like one once a month they both get to fuck whoever they want to fuck. Yo, can I tell you that I thought that the ending was sad? Because it was. the reason why I feel like it was sad, Erin had said some of this online too, but it was really hit for me because I was just like Kevin the whole time. The Kevin was plotting that from jump. He gave him the VR present because he wanted to see if this experience was going to last. When they started off in the beginning and they first got together and they were playing that game all night long and he had had sex, the foreshadowing of him having sex with his girlfriend and then spending all night with his homeboy was like some next level shit. That's and true. And so, for me, Kevin was in love. And at the end of it, I was super duper annoyed because husband, whose name I forget, Jamie Donald Daryl. Some shit. He got exactly what he wanted. At least his wife did too, but he got to have his wife enjoy having sex with her again, becoming sexually free enough to be with his wife. Um, he got to have his kids, have his family, have family, have the second baby. His wife was happy. She and once a year, he also got to have this crazy VR. Was it once a year or once a month? It I was can't. His birthday. I was on the birthday. Okay. See, it's like it could have been Kevin because Kevin now has this big X on his calendar where it's just like he's looking forward all year to his best friend to not to his best friend's birthday all year long so he can have what he experiences to be the love of his life experience. Yeah. It's like that's sad. But okay. At least the woman gave God what she wanted. It's it's always a weird time whenever I say the Molly Cyrus episode was better than that episode. Yo was. Yeah. Writing wise, I liked it. It was way more like they actually took time to explain all the shit that was fucking happening. It wasn't the guessing game we had in the first episode. Yeah. Black Mirror is not my cup of tea. I'm just saying that right now. Um, I might watch. It's not my cup of tea. I'm, I might watch like there's like an episode where Leticia wait. Oh, oh, the Black Museum. Yeah, that one. Okay. I might watch Vendor Snatch as well, and maybe like two other ones. That's us. But see, it's just like, I just want to see it. But I'm, I'm personally not a Black Mirror fan. Like, I don't, like, and I don't knock anybody because I'm not the person who's like, oh, how dare you like this show? I don't yuck anybody's yum. Like, that's just shit. That's just shit. 
Right. But it's just like I'll participate. I like to participate in the conversations as you see, because Bethany and I are both in the same like gossip group. It's not just oh, gossip though. It's just like it's not my group. I'll I'll, I'll I'll add you later. It's like celebrity gossip and shit, and like just it's mad. It's like fun because it's like you get to talk to people who aren't on some like. <sighs> They're just fun people. We're just going to say that because it's... Until they're not. Until they're See, I have a certain, not batch, but like certain people, like I'll at you, I'll at Aaron, I'll at Lana and like Makita and like certain people on soccer because I like value y'all opinions and your conversation. Praise and infidelity. If you don't want to talk shit, don't come Mad comment, yeah, and I know exactly what she's talking about. Like, yeah, no, same. I'm just like, but it's also it's like, oh, but this group is not, it's not just centered to my needs, like, it's centered just about everybody. So, I don't like this post, I'm gonna just go right past this post. It's perfectly fine, it's perfectly normal. I don't watch that show, so I can't have this conversation. Just don't, come on. But people, I get what you're people just like to jump into shit. Like, what I think, as somebody who's never watched the show, that. Ah, ah, ah. Like, somebody was having a discussion how someone great isn't better than Always Be My Maybe. I think that's a wrong opinion. But I still don't have always the energy. Always Be My Maybe. Uh-huh. With um the Ali yeah, Wong. Yeah. yeah. There was like, oh, someone great isn't, like, as good as this movie. I'm just like, I think you're wrong. But, like, also, I don't want to argue the point with you. Because, like, eh, you know, they're both Netflix fucking movies. I'm going to watch what I want to watch. you going to watch what you want to watch. You didn't watch Someone Great? Nope. Yo. Someone great to me is a really great movie, and I, because I think it's just very reflective of my life last year around this time. Um, the soundtrack was amazing. It was cool. To, yes, it was. And I it love was seeing eight. Yeah, yeah. I was like, thank you. Nobody's a fucking scientist and a math motherfucking titian. No, like these are just two creatives. And their Asianness wasn't the butt of the joke. No, nope. the concept of the story it was really just exactly the same thing white people do all the time. All the goddamn time. Look at their life and their culture and accept it as normal. I think that's why I like some someone great because it's like you have a Latinx person and you have you have a Latina person. Sorry, you have a black person in a relationship. It was never like. I gotta like perform my Latinaness for you. Does it? It's just like now nah, we're in a relationship, be and like shit happens in relationships, and this is the shit that happens in these relationships. Also, the woman who plays Nola Darling, and I forgot Dawanda. Thank you. She is she's in someone great, and she plays a queer. She's gorgeous. Oh my god. Yo, her eyes. It's just like her skin and just her face and just her body, just her as a human being. Um, yeah. Because our next episode is going to be flipping travel. We'll see what that and the plans, guys. We're back. So our next episode.
Um, we're gonna be talking about our summer playlist, which we invite you to follow on Spotify. And so, in this episode, I want to know what the flip side and guests, the lovely Paris, think about what's been going on in the DR. So, in case you have been living under a Facebookless rock, you need to know that people have been going to the DR and dying in their dorms. People have been getting sick. People have been going missing. One lady was beaten up and left for dead in a puddle of water so that she could decompose there. Um, pretty raw stuff. And so, people who are Dominican and are from the Dominican Republic are very defensive of their homes, and I completely get it because, like, the U.S. has had almost two. You know? True. Like, should they cancel their vacations here? And, like, what do y'all think about that? So, please don't make fun. Well, me, maybe you should cancel your fucking vacation here. There have been a lot of streams. Did you think that was cool? I know that wasn't meant to be funny, but mm-hmm. I found humor in it because I'm an asshole. For me, it's like, I think there's some either some secret government and I, that sound like fucking hotepi shit but some secret government like a, a government uprising or just like people who are native to the Dominican Republic like tired of tourism maybe affecting their coin and money and shit uh oh There was shit happening in Brazil, like, not too long ago, too. So, it's like, we all want to travel and go to these lovely, exotic, to us, places and stuff. But it's just like, it's like the government in the U.S. is fucked up. The government is fucked up in so many other places. It's about being aware. Are you yeah. aware of what's going on? Are you making sense of what's going on? Do you have any, have you taken into account? Whatever you decide to do after you have taken into account the realities of the situation, legitimately. Yeah. But, like, don't pull up on no And it's multiple resorts. It's like resorts that have a U.S. based name, like the Hard Rock Hotel and shit. That's what I'm saying. So it's like. If there's something going on, but like also, it is. There was a Facebook post circulating someone who found a man in her bedroom. Yeah, that whole shit, sorry, was crazy to watch. Like she had statuses upon statuses. She went live. I'm like, no. Like I had a nightmare thing after reading that. Somebody was like in my bed and some shit. Or I was like on vacation. Like it's. It's something happening in DR. Some like somebody said. Somebody said it could also be like demonic in some in certain cases too. Like, listen, I think U.S. citizens should definitely, like you said, rethink their vacation. Not because like I'm like, oh, the DR is dangerous or whatever. It's some shit happening there that we don't fucking know that we don't have privy to. Yeah. Most ridiculous to me. They are targeting Americans. There are have been too many dead Americans pulling up into, around, and nearby resorts in ridiculous ways. We got ex. Yeah, some like, woman from Queens just was affected. Like, yeah, she. 
So it's just like rethink your travels to the DR. And this is not to villainize. And like I don't want people to take this opportunity to villainize the Dominican people or the Dominican Republic itself or people who are born from the Dominican Republic and like came to the US. Like don't don't take this opportunity to get on your soapbox and be like, oh, immigration reform. Fuck you. All right. Fuck you and your fucking immigration reform. Even though I think people from Dominican are immigrants. I'm not sure about that. I'm sorry. But I will say, don't villainize the people who come from there. And don't villainize the place either. Tell yeah. them to think about what you're doing is not saying that people are, that people in general is not making a broad, yeah. sweeping statement about anything. It's like, same when you go to China, be smart about your travels in China. Same when you yes. go to, especially when you're black and traveling. Shit happened it's just last year. For real, shit happened last year in Greece where a black guy was like, ran down and killed or some stupid for some shit that we don't even fully know or maybe I didn't fully read the story. It could be that too. Yo, and you know, to people in China, you gotta be extra careful down there because if you see some shit you're not supposed to see, they passed some sort of mandate or statute that was just like, oh, you can just snatch American citizens. We're not super friendly with them. So if, you, if they see any of the um, re-education camps that we have opened up for Muslim people, you can just throw them on in. Yeah. Yo. And yeah. on that note, it's been fun, guys. <laughs> Yo. So, um, <laughs> if you have the Anchor app, definitely leave us a voice message telling us what you think about these issues. We want to hear your opinions, and we definitely want to hear from you guys in later episodes. Tell us where you want to travel. Tell us where you would travel if money was no object. Tell us where you're about to travel since money is an object. And um, give our summer playlist a listen. We're gonna have that up. It's gonna Everything be fun. is gonna be in the show notes. So if you check the show notes below, you will see our Anchor FM link. That is where you can click to leave us our voice note. That's gonna be www.anchor.fm forward slash the dash flip side. Again, that note is gonna be in the show notes. And you will also find a link to our summer playlist. So you can yes. along with us. Really, totally leave us a voice note. We definitely want to hear from you. Um, thank you so much to Paris you for are. coming on the show. Thank you for asking me. Yes, we had to ask you. Like, it's been too long in our fucking relationship for you not to be in on my thing. So, do you want the people thing. to follow you somewhere, Parina? Um, okay. Instagram is fat melanin shorty because I am fat. I have melanin and I am a shorty. Damn. Um, and that is F A T. I forgot I spelled melanin, melanin for a minute. M E L A N I N. Not shorty the New York way, but shouty like the Southern way. So S H S H A W T Y. And then, um, yeah, that's it. So, catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip. This audio show is brought to you by the letter A for the Anchor Podcast Lab, where the flip side is recorded and hosted. If you want your voice featured on this side, leave us a voice note via the Anchor Podcast. If you love the flip side, share it, but don't change it or sell it. The flip side can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all your favorite podcasting players, including, of course, Anchor. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us. Till next time. See you on the flip. Cool. I love it. All right. We out.